Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. This week you got Ace and Malik. What up, what up, what up? All right, we're going to make this quick because we were recording this at 11.59 p.m. and I am egg-fucking-exhausted. Shout out to our listeners in the Washington State area. Shout out to our listeners in the Massachusetts area. I know you guys are very enthralled by my Route 1 and Route 1A Foxborough expeditions that I keep speaking about. Um. I'm going to touch briefly on some college games because I'm still following the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. Uh, Two notes, the Minnesota Screaming Eagles, or a.k.a. the Golden Gophers, are minus 31 against the Bowling Green Falcons, who are the worst team in the MAC conference. Uh, Take the Golden Gophers. They're going to beat the brakes off of them. They're playing in Minnesota in an outdoor stadium. It's still kind of warm, but they're going to crush them. Northwestern Wildcats are playing the Ohio Bobcats. They're minus 14 and a half. Northwestern just dropped a game to, I believe it was, who did they just lose? Was it Rutgers or was it Wisconsin or something? Northwestern? Northwestern. I forgot who they lost to last week. It was a team that somebody expected, people expected them to beat. Um, Uh, They lost last week. They lost to Duke. They lost to Duke. Northwestern lost to Duke. But Ohio has been pretty bad ever since they lost their coach, Frank Solich, at the beginning of the year. And I don't know what is up with them, but they're just not playing great. Um, MAC teams have kind of surprised, and this was kind of a crazy year. But I expect Northwestern to beat the crap out of Ohio, considering how they've been getting batted around and how low the over-under on this game is, which is 47.5, which they really don't expect Ohio to score much. And Northwestern is a very disciplined team, and they don't get a lot of four- and five-star guys. They get a lot of three-star and a couple of four-stars every now and again. And Ohio's best player might be a three-star player. The big game in the Big Ten, there's two of them this week I would say people are paying attention to. Notre Dame is going to Wisconsin. Wisconsin is minus six and a half. Notre Dame keeps squeezing by everybody. And the fact that Notre Dame is getting six and a half and Wisconsin didn't look very impressive against um, Penn State. I'm going to take Notre Dame getting six and a half. Brian Kelly always seems to find a way to win. It is just miraculous. This man has made some of these either sold a soul to the devil or he prays before every single game and every snap and every down because he had Ian Book looking like a first round pick last year. And I just I, I, I don't know. I, I legitimately do not know. Um, it's just kind of amazing to me. And two teams that I could not believe are actually going to be in an undefeated 3-0, 3-0 matchup. The Michigan Wolverines are minus 20 and a half playing the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, who at one point, I think it was in the past four seasons, Michigan beat them by 65 points. I want to say when Jabril Peppers was there about four seasons ago. Uh, Rutgers is plus 800 on the money line. Michigan is minus 1400 on the money line. Obviously they're going to win. I don't know if Rutgers will score against them. Michigan's defense is really good and they've been running over around and through everyone. So the 21 is what really kind of worries me, but if I'm going to have to lean anyway, I would take Michigan on this one. I don't think Rutgers is going to put up much. They had a better quarterback, but he got hurt and the teams they've been beating, they haven't really crushed anybody, so don't be scared of them. Moving on to the big to the Pac-12 for all the West Coast fans. I think that's why everybody in Washington's paying attention to me. Washington State Cougars are getting 15 against the Utah Utes. I'm going to lean on the Utah Utes. Washington State has not played well at all. UCLA finally dropped a game, which is kind of disappointing. They're playing Stanford in Stanford. And beautiful stadium, probably one of the oldest up there. But I think UCLA should go up there and use their speed and crush them. Colorado is getting 14 points at Arizona State, who just lost to BYU. BYU is going to be joining the Big 12 next year. Looks like they could actually crash the uh, college football playoff. They run the table because they still have a game against Notre Dame left. I'm going to be taking the Buffaloes, Colorado, plus 14, who are playing pretty well. And I'm definitely going to be taking the 
Oregon Ducks. We're going to beat the brakes off of the Arizona Wildcats at home. They are minus 28 and a half. And Mario Cristobal has those boys up there playing amazing. And another easy, that game is going to be starting at 1030. So if you like touchdowns and you want to see a lot of scoring, watch that one. And if you want to see USC probably blow another game and blow another lead where they probably won't cover. Actually, I take that back. They're playing Oregon State, who puts up a good fight, but every now and again steals a game out of nowhere. I will take USC. Their new freshman quarterback, Kanan Slovis, got hurt. I think he's going to play pretty well. And this kid was a little erratic, but he could run and throw. And he's taking advantage of all the talent around him at USC. And they're going to get that rolling out there. Malik, you got any college games this week? Yeah, just two games that I'm checking out this week. um, Because obviously after that, uh, heartbreaker of a loss that uh, Florida took against Alabama. Um, they should have won that damn game. Oh, I'm pissed off about that. Um, you're not a Alabama it, fan. You're it, just cheering against. Uh, you're just cheering I'm, against I'm Alabama. Cheering, yeah, I'm just cheering against Alabama. Um, you know, Alabama football is not going to be. I'm not paying attention to any, any game that Alabama has until they get until they go up against Texas A&M. I just I just don't care. They're not going to win. They're not going to lose any games until that game. And then I will be back on the. Um, you know, bandwagon of picking Alabama games. I could care less uh, at this point. So the two games that I'm checking out this weekend, that I know I'm checking out this weekend, are uh, LSU at Mississippi State. Uh, obviously, I've mentioned before, I'm an LSU fan. LSU is favored by two and a half in this game, but I really do like. Um, I, I think this game is a. I think this game is a straight up pick um, because I think both teams. You know, LSU is has started to step them step up their game on the defensive side of the football. Mississippi state has been an offensive uh, team thus far. Uh, and they've, but they've already got there and, and both teams are, you know, one and two, I'm oh, sorry, two and one on the season. Um, Mississippi state having lost just recently to Memphis and, you know, while they were three point favorites there. And of course, LSU lost their first game of the season to UCLA. So uh, it's an interesting matchup for these two, uh sec south uh i mean sec west opponents um so i'm going to be interested in that one and of course uh the big game that you know we will be on i believe this saturday night notre dame versus wisconsin um notre dame coming off of their You're picking my game again i you didn't you didn't pick that game you just yes, you just went you just said, ran through a bunch of games I'm, you didn't I, say anything about that i said i'm picking notre dame getting the six and a half on the road because wisconsin seems well, to be underperforming that's, that's exactly what I was going to do too. I'm going to uh-huh. be watching that. I said, I'm going to, I said, there's two games I'm going to be watching. And I said, uh-huh. those are two, those are two games I'm watching. I'm watching LSU, Mississippi State, and I'm watching Notre Dame versus Wisconsin. You know, Mississippi and State is going to beat LSU, right? You know, it's going to happen. I think it's, I think it's a very close game. Uh-huh. I wouldn't be pick. I'm not picking that game. I'm, I'm not picking that game with my heart or my head. I don't care. I'm not, I'm watching that game as a fan only. More importantly, um, did you watch Coastal Carolina play Buffalo? No, I did not. And I know okay. you guys almost won. Seriously. Um, I know. I know it was close. It we I lost know. by three points. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I heard points. it was. I heard it was very close. Um, Could have beaten them. They're not as good as I think they are. <laughs> but they are no seriously. Like after them beating BYU and them basically returning everybody, their quarterback, their running back, they're playing UMass this week. Who is zero and three? Coastal Carolina is three and zero. They are favored by thirty six points. Now they very well could beat them that badly, and they beat. Um, I think it was Kansas earlier in the year at home by that much. And they're going back down to Charleston or no Myrtle beach. So if you have no faith in UMass who, I don't know, they, they have lost a lot of games, but I don't think they've lost a game by 36 points, except to, uh, except to Pitt. They didn't lose by that much to BC. So if you think coastal Carolina is better than Boston college, take coastal Carolina. If you think, you know, UMass is just as is going to play just as good against BC as they will against Coastal. Take UMass getting 36 points on the road. And Wyoming is playing Connecticut in Connecticut, and they only have to beat them by 30. So pick against the University of Pathetic again this year. That is my suggestion. Don't worry about that. Just, they will not just... win a game. They have not. I don't think they've scored more than two or three offensive touchdowns. They lost 52 to 21 to Army, a service academy. They lost to Holy Cross. And they haven't scored a touchdown against a school that people, yeah, they haven't scored a touchdown against except an FCS school and the United States military. So Wyoming should pretty much beat them 52 to seven. So take Wyoming if you want to make some easy money in college football. 
And just a quick correction before we move over to the NFL: Notre Dame versus Wisconsin is actually in a neutral site. It's not a. It's not. Well, they're it's not a home Chicago. game. They're playing in Chicago, so neutral uh-huh. site game. That's basically Wisconsin. a home game for Notre Dame. Well, yeah, exactly. Wisconsin's getting six and a half, and we're giving six and a half. And uh, you're the the, the over under is forty six. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over on that, and I'm gonna get take the points. That game, I'm definitely watching. I'm up. We're putting that in the parlay. If playing, that in the parlay, oh, yeah. If they're playing in Wrigley Field, what's the is there is there a prop that somebody runs into the Ivy? I'm sure there is. If they're playing there, <laughs> I don't know if they. I don't know where they're playing. Actually, right through a brick wall. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you off. All right. Um, where are we going with this? Oh, next up, we're going to be going through the NFL games, except for the Sunday night and the Monday night. Those are going to be on our Patreon. And I'm going to have a few more college games on there. And that will be out on Friday. For our premium listeners, please uh, subscribe. That it will be uh, $8. And you will have access to free picks my own uh, special analytics that I use based off of defensive ratings and different computer rankings that I've compiled throughout the years. I have been doing this since 2006. I may not be great, but I was nine and seven last week in the NFL. I was four and two last week in college. So I may not be a professional, but I am a semi-professional. That means anything. <laughs> Semi-pro. Yeah. Great movie, by the way. Shout out to Jackie Moe. Oh, them. Carolina at Houston. Carolina Panthers are favored by eight points on the road because the Houston Texans, or the Texas Texans, as I like to call them sometimes, are favored, are not going to be starting Sean Watson, but instead are going to be starting Davis Mills. Is that correct? That is correct. Who is from what college? The shoot. I know exactly. this too. No, it's not I know cool. this too. <laughs> He's from what? Stanford? Uh, he was such a big, he was such a big, uh, prospect coming out. Stanford. He's from Stanford. Yes. Yes. I knew it without even knowing it. All right. Sam Darnold through the season has thrown for 584 in two games, three touchdowns, one pick. McCaffrey rushed for one. DJ Moore caught for one, 14 catches. I will say this. Ingram and Brandon Cooks are actually very good. Tyrod Taylor had not thrown a pick. Unfortunately, he has the worst luck in the world of any guy who keeps getting chances to start. Um, every time he gets it rolling, he gets hurt. That being said, I think Carolina is good. I just don't think they're good enough to stop them as long as Mills doesn't really play as bad as um, well, Zach Wilson throw picks into coverage. He can rely on the run game, and as long as he can hit Brandon Cooks, they should be okay. I think they can lose by less than a touchdown. I'm going to take Houston at home. The team is competent, and the coach is playing a very good game. And if he can do that with Tyrod, he can do it with Davis Mills, even though this wasn't the plan. Give me, I'm going to take Houston on the points. And I'll take the – I'm not even going to do the over-under. I'm going to take the under, though. It's 43, so. I'm still going to take the under. Okay. Um, I, I tend to agree with you here on Houston and the under. Um, you know, not for nothing. I, I think Carolina should win this game. Should win this game relatively easily. I, I honestly, my the two things I, the two things I'm worried about is we just don't know what Davis Mills is in terms of you know what what he's capable of bringing to this offense. What different dynamic he's capable of bringing to this offense. Uh, when Davis Mills came out of college uh, and in the draft process, what I had heard uh, was that he was a relatively pedestrian. Uh, quarterback had a you know more you know better than average you know arm strength um smart um doesn't make a lot of mistakes not very not super athletic um you know a prototypical backup so expect the offense to be dialed down in order to accommodate him and best take take advantage of his skill sets and as a result expect expect the team to play um try to play a, a close tight game ball control field you know uh, control control field um and so at home the other piece is it's Thursday night. I, I'm, I'm always skeptical on Thursday night football games and, um, you know, taking, taking high spreads. As we've seen already, Tampa Bay played to a two-point win and Washington played to a one-point win um, 
in week so two. They could have won by more. Yeah, they gave up right at the end. So these games have played close. Um, and so, you know, history tells us that an eight point spread on a Thursday night game is just not something that not something to roll with, especially when it's the road team that's getting that's giving the points. So go ahead and take Houston and uh, roll with that. Uh, Houston and the under as well. I'll take that, too. All right. Next up, we have the L.A. Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by six and a half. I expect the Chiefs to win this game. I expect them to beat the Chargers. This will be very high scoring. I'm going to go with the over. Kansas City has not been able to stop anyone. Austin Eakler has been much better than I expected. Um, that being said, if you have anybody in fantasy, do not put do not put them into play if you have the Chargers, which I am stuck with their QB. Um, Kansas City's defense has really been on point, and they've been improving every single game. Steve Spagnuolo is a great defense coordinator, and I'm genuinely shocked that they didn't win the game against Baltimore, but it's really hard to stop uh, Baltimore at home, and it's their first loss to them, I think, since well, they've had uh, since they've had Lamar Jackson, so in the past three yeah. years. So with that being said, Kansas City is going to bounce back. They're going to win this game, and they're going to win it by a lot. Give me Casey, and I'll lay the points. Um, and you're taking the overrun here. I'm going to go the other way here. I'm going to go with the Chargers um, holding to the six and a half. Uh, Casey has not shown the ability to put teams away thus far this season. Now, granted, it's against two very good teams. They played against Cleveland in the first uh, game of the season. We're losing that game, came all the way back. Uh, and then Baltimore in week two, coming off of their loss against Las Vegas, needed to get a win, you know, was relatively desperate to get a win and pulled out a victory in there. So maybe it just means KC is going to play some tighter games, some closer games. It's a divisional matchup. Uh, the Chargers, you know, we know that the Chargers can score, um, albeit they did not have a good showing against Dallas Cowboys defense. Um, but Dallas, played really, really well and basically played keep away from them and control ball, you know, played ball control and, and you know, kept the ball out of Herbert's hands. I don't expect the same thing to happen here. I expect KC to put some points on the board and the Chargers to have to follow suit and score score behind them. So I'm going to take the Chargers to, you know, keep pace with, with the Chiefs and I'll take the over as well uh, on that. So I'm going to take those points. All right, next up we have Arizona at Jacksonville. Jacksonville, I don't believe, has covered one spread the entire time the past two weeks. And nope. I don't expect them to either. They were getting six points at home against Denver, and they lost to Denver 23-13. Um, expect a similar score, except Arizona has the ability to put up much more points with an even better quarterback in Kyler Murray. Arizona has a great pass rush. Jacksonville pretty much lacks talent. Even if Trevor Lawrence makes no mistakes, they should be able to win this game by 10 to 14 points. Give me Arizona and hop on this line early at seven and a half because it may get as high as nine and a half or 10. Yep, same here. Arizona looks like the, the, the darling team of the NFL at this point in the season. Um, we'll see what happens when they start playing divisional games within that NFC West. They, haven't, they have not done yet, um, but they should you know, pretty handily beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, even at home, um, even even in the Jacksonville Jaguars home. Uh, and I think seven and a half to your point is a relatively low score. I, the, the fact is I'm going to take the under on here because I just don't see I don't see a path to a lot of points for Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. Um, I although agree. I know that they're going to have to they're going to have to score in order, to, in order to keep up with Arizona. I just don't see the path to getting a lot of points there. So 52 is a little bit high on the over under for me, but I'll take Arizona to cover. All right. Next up, we have the Chicago Bears going to the Cleveland Browns. The one thing that makes me feel much better about this is not the fact that the Bears played well against Cincinnati last week because they were at home. But unfortunately, Cleveland, I believe, will be without their top two wide receivers, which will make them a little bit easier to play against. The Bears will be able to load up that front and make them beat them with Nick Chubb, or they're going to have to go over the middle every single time with their two tight ends. And the Bears have one thing that really working to their advantage. They have some of the best linebackers and coverage that you can have in Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan. They should be able to get the pass rush going. It helped that um, I keep Robert Quinn was healthy last week and he was able to get some pressure. And I believe he got a sack on the QB. You can't block him and Khalil Mack every single time. Cleveland has a very good offensive line, but I'm going to take the Bears getting the points. I think they cover. I don't believe that they win. And I'm going to take 
the under on this one at 46 and a half. You love your bears, and I I tend to the injury helps though. The injury to who? The injury to the injury that put um Dalton? Uh, not Dalton. No, 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 no. The injury to the wide receiver, uh, what's his name? On Cleveland. I can't even remember his name right now. He used to be on the he was their number one, and then they traded for Odell. Oh, uh, Landry. Landry. Jarvis yeah. Landry, who was playing pretty yeah. well. He got hurt at the very beginning of the game, and he didn't come back. So now Rashard Higgins is their number one receiver. Yeah. Um, expect Cleveland to play this one close to the vest. Expect them to run the football and try to, you know, again, same same, same recipe here. Run the football, play clock, play clock control. Don't, um, don't allow uh, or don't require – Baker Mayfield to beat a pretty good defense in Chicago. Um, again, I think I agree with you. Expect I expect Cleveland to win the game, uh, but I expect Chicago to keep it close. Uh, don't really know what Justin Fields is going to be here. You know, he's, he's getting his first expect start as a rookie. A lot. I expect him to run. Yeah, get him his, getting his first start as a rookie against bookends of Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney is probably not the game you want to start start out his career on. But. You know what? It's it's trial by fire, right? So, you know, he's gonna get he's gonna get an opportunity to show what he could do trial. under you know the under under the the toughest of circumstances. So uh if he does well, great. Um, and if he doesn't, then it's a mulligan and you let him and you let him uh you know, you know, you let him uh, lick his wounds and, and move on to next week. So I think it's a, but I but I think because of that and because of your you're putting a rookie quarterback into the situation, same thing, pare down the game plan make it so that he's able to make quick reads, get the ball out of his hands, um, you know, read first. Passes. Yeah. First option. First option isn't there. Look, to, look to the check down check down isn't there. Run, get out of there, you know? Um, and, and I expect that to be what it is. Um, expect a lot of David Montgomery, uh, if, especially if he's doing well, uh, I expect Chicago to try to keep this game close, keep the running game um, as their staple and hold to a, hold to that seven point um, spread. So I would take Chicago as well and I'll take the under. All right. Next up we have Washington football team at the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills are favored by seven and a half. I'm going to take the Bills. I expect this game to be a blowout. Washington has been disappointing me with their defense and they have not really stepped up. I thought that they were going to cover against the Giants. They're playing on a short week. They're coming from home. So they're not really traveling that far going from DC area up to Buffalo. But I expect Buffalo to kind of roll over them. After that bad first week, they really got it going last week. So I'm going to take the Bills here to cover at home and win by 9 to 10 points. Give me the Bills and the over. Yep. Washington, as you made, as you as you pointed out, Washington's 0-2 against the spread so far this year. Uh, the loss, they lost when they were favored against the Chargers. And then they won um, a close one when they were favored by four at home against um against the giants. This is their first road game. Uh, they have not played away from their, away from their, uh, their, their, their comfy confines, uh, in DC. It's their first road game and this is a tough one. Uh, Buffalo's got it, got it rolling and should be able to take care of business against a Washington football team. That's still finding its way in, in terms of generating points. Um, I don't, I mean, this is another Taylor Heineke game, right? We're not seeing, I know Ryan Fitzpatrick's not playing. We're not seeing anybody else coming out, coming out of the woodworks here. So Taylor Heineke gets a second start and this is probably going to be the one where the wheels come off a little bit. So give me, give me Buffalo uh, to cover and I'll take the over here. Cause I feel like, I feel like Buffalo can score 30, 30 to 33 on their own. Uh, then Washington only needs to get another 12 to 12 to 13 points to cover that. So I'm going to take Buffalo and the over. All right. Next up is my first best bet of the week. It is Indianapolis at Tennessee. I expect Tennessee to roll in this game. They got it going in the second half last week, and I expect Derrick Henry to do more of the same. Indianapolis has a pretty good defense, but they just not have been showing it, and they haven't been able to hold on on offense either. Very close loss last week at home, and I think that's going to carry over, and the tension's going to kind of drag them down in this one. I think Tennessee can win by a touchdown, so give me Tennessee in the points. My first best bet of the week. Yeah, same here. Tennessee, Tennessee in the points. Um, you know, they showed me something last week against Seattle. They could have rolled over and let that game uh, get away. They didn't. They leaned uh, more heavily on Derrick Henry in the running game, and they showed that when you do that, good things will happen. Julio Jones had a good had a good game. 
I expect AJ Brown to eventually get out of the funk that he's been in the first two weeks of the season. This team is loaded. Um, they've got all the talent in the world and this, they should be winning this division, you know, hands down. So if you're not picking them to win you know, this game against an Indianapolis team, that's, you know, injured, missing their quarterback uh, for, for an extended period of time, missing the number one wide receiver, um, what are you, you know, what are you waiting for? Jump off, jump on, jump on this bandwagon. And at five and a half, that's to me, that's a low number. Jump on this now because it should be better. It should be better up to at least seven, uh, in my opinion here. So I would take Tennessee and give the points. And my first best bet was actually Buffalo, but I'm going to take this as my second best bet here, uh, Tennessee and the, uh, Tennessee. And I will take the over on this as well. Okay. Next up, we have New Orleans at New England. This really is, to me, picking this game is going to come down to defense. New England is favored by three points. I believe the quarterback matchup is a little is even, but the defensive matchup leans towards New Orleans. They have a much better defense, and that defense is going to travel. New England can't stop the run, and with Alvin Kamara, and I think Sean Payton will be able to game plan and out-scheme Bill Belichick on offense. His defense just has not got it together, and that was something I thought that they were going to be able to rely on. They beat up on the Jets as they should be able to out in New Jersey last week. And I do think that the Saints can cover in this one. So I'm going to take the Saints getting the three points. And I'm going to surprisingly go with the over here. The over under is one of the lowest of the week at 43. And I think this is going to hit 45 or 47 points in the game total. So give me Atlanta. I mean, give me Atlanta. Sorry. Give me New Orleans. And I'll take those three points in my pocket. Yeah, you know, I tend to, you know, as a as a as a Saints supporter, I tend to trend that way as well. The interesting thing is here, the, the scary thing about it is, I don't want to pick this game. By the way, uh, I, I if, if you guys are listening, uh, guys and ladies are listening, I would stay away from this game as best as best as you possibly can because you just you just don't know which version of Jameis Winston you're going to get. That the version, right. the the version, the version of of him that was at Green Bay, um, who was efficient, who got the ball down the field did not make mistakes, did not put the ball on the ground and, you know, scored 38 points against a Packers defense that was expected to be good or the version of him that got handled. And, and, and that's seriously like manhandled by a Carolina team that did not look very good against the jets in their, in, in week one and, and just, just handled business against them in week two. Um, so because of that, I just don't know what, to expect. Uh, I know what to expect from the New England Patriots. Um, the question is whether or not they have the talent, uh, the requisite talent to to maintain and to win. So because I need to pick this game, I'm going to pick New Orleans. I think the Saints, I think to your point, Ace, the Saints defense should have enough to confuse Mac Jones a little bit out there, make some plays and make some plays on that side of the ball and then take advantage of the um, take advantage of the opportunity that they have to get Alvin Kamara the ball in a bunch of different situations and get him, get him, get him uh, off and off and running. Um, so I'll take New Orleans, give me those three points as well. And uh, I will shoot for the under here. Cause I think it's going to play. I think it's going to play uh, a little bit under the 43. All right. Next up, we got Atlanta at the New York giants. Atlanta has been scoring a lot of points each week. The giants have not scored many points. The first week scored a bunch in the second, but still couldn't get past Washington. Atlanta is probably an equal team to them on defense, surprisingly, and much, much better team offensively. The Giants' defense has not been doing too much to help keep them in the games, although the offense has been performing well. Atlanta's getting three points on the road, so I'm going to take Atlanta. I don't think the Giants are going to win their first game here. Neither of these teams, both of these teams are 0-2. Atlanta has covered both of their games, so I'm going to stick with Atlanta covering again. So give me the Hawks. Give me the Hawks, the Falcons, whatever bird name they're going with this year. <laughs> I'm going to go the other way here. Uh, the Giants uh, showed me a little bit of fight, a little bit of spunk um, against a, a, a Washington football team last week. They probably should have, um, they probably should have lost two by more. I mean, obviously they weren't, they were not favored by, um, they were not, they were, they were, they were actually they were dogs by four points in, in that game and they they came out and they played hard and they almost won that game and they probably should have won that game uh, a bunch of a few a few more few mistakes and a what was that a false start um or a, yeah. or a encroachment penalty on a on the last minute kick that wound up being uh, a miss um that wound up giving giving Washington the extra opportunity and five extra yards to play with um otherwise this is a one in one giants team 
playing against an Atlanta team that looks like they're playing for the worst record in football. I think Matt Ryan's going to get traded before the end of the season uh, to a contender because I think he's just uh, he might just he might just very well be done. Uh, the running game uh, with Mike Davis has not gotten off to a good start. Kyle Pitts looks every bit the, the player that he was in college, but he doesn't have much to he doesn't have much around him to make things better. And Calvin Ridley, I apologize for you people that that drafted him in the second or third round in your respective fantasy football league because he's not doing well now that he doesn't have Julio Jones next, uh, you know, on the other side taking away coverage from him. So uh, I expect Atlanta to lose this game. I expect uh, the Giants to take care of business and hoping for the Giants to avenge the New York Knicks lost to the Atlantic Hawks in the NBA playoffs in the first round in the first round earlier this summer. So I'm going to lock this in, this in as a best bet for me as well. Uh, I know I wouldn't normally take the Giants here, but I'm going to take the Giants and I'm going to lay the best bet. Best bet number three, Giants giving three to the Atlanta Falcons. All right. Well, I hope your people just down in Georgia are listening to this. <laughs> Give me, we got Cincinnati at Pittsburgh next week. I think this is the no. This is one of the last one o'clock games. Give me Pittsburgh getting three points at home against Cincinnati. I don't think that Joe Burrow is ready. The fact that the Bears defense was able to intercept it in the second half on three straight, uh, three straight attempts, is pretty amazing. One of those wasn't his fault, but the other two he threw dead at the other team, and he was able to actually. He kind of lost in the game on that one. No shade to him. And Pittsburgh's defense is playing at a much higher level than Chicago's. And they're at home, and Cincinnati has not played well there in a long time. So this is going to be my second uh, best bet of the week. So give me Pitt on the road. Go Steelers. Yeah, Pitt, Pittsburgh is the Pittsburgh is the pick here. Um, I will say, you know, everything. I'll agree with everything that you said. Um, I will say though, it's what's scary is that Ben Roethlisberger doesn't look good. He doesn't look good at all. He, he looks, looks like he's. He looks old and he doesn't look like he's going to hold up uh, for the duration of the season. That that game against Vegas last week um, showed a lot to me uh, about it was, it was hard know, to wear. Yeah, it really was. Um, but I think that said they're good enough to beat beat Pittsburgh um, and Mike Tomlin and that that team is going to have to figure out something for next you mean season. The Bengals. I'm sorry to beat beat Cincinnati. Mike Tomlin and that team is going to have to figure out something at the quarterback position next year. Um, it, this Ben's done. Um so I'll take Pittsburgh. I'll give the three as well here uh, in this situation. And um, I, I think I actually think it's a, it's a pretty low number because Pittsburgh should should beat them pretty handily. So, oh, yeah, I'm going to take yeah. well, I'm going to take the over on this year. They can put up that many points against the Bills. They can put up a ton of points against Cincinnati. Exactly. All right. Next up, we have the Ravens at the Lions. The Ravens just won a thriller on Sunday Night Football. And I think they're going to be able to beat the brakes off of Detroit. And this is a team that doesn't really let up. Their defense is top-notch. Their offense is top-notch. And I don't think the Lions can really stop a mobile quarterback like this. They were able to keep pace with Green Bay for a little while. But uh, the Ravens should really kind of run away with this one. I know they're laying eight points, but this is going to be my third best bet of the week. Give me Baltimore. I'll lay the points. And I think it's going to be under the 50 over-under. That's pretty high score, in my opinion. Yeah, so two quick points on this as a the resident Detroit Lions fan uh, on in, on this podcast and probably in the state of New York. Um, <laughs> the two things that I, I, I definitely whole state, huh? Yeah, probably in the whole state. Um, the two things that I can definitely point out here are, are one, Detroit hasn't yet uh, shown that they can play an entire game of football. They had a very good second half against San Francisco in week one and a very good first half against Green Bay in week two. Uh, newsflash. Uh, football games are 60 minutes, not 30. Uh, so they need to learn how to play a full <laughs> four quarters of football before I can pick them to cover any kind of spread um, and, and and think that any game is not going to get uh, out of hand against them quickly. Uh, the second thing and the second point here is that uh, Detroit's, Detroit's linebacking core, is are, they're, they're smart, but they are so slow. Watching that game uh, Monday night against Green Bay and watching – Aaron Jones uh, turned the corner on that on pursuing Lions linebackers who had some level of an angle at some point and just watched them lose the angle uh, over and over and over again, trying to make a tackle uh, on Aaron Jones, who is a fast player, shows me that the Lions lack uh, top end athleticism in their starting linebacker unit. Um, Anzalone and Collins 
probably second second level guys at this point. Um, so I, I don't think that that's, and I think they're going to have a really tough time, um, you know, containing Lamar Jackson. So I'm going to take Baltimore as well and give the eight points here. And I will take, I will actually play the over here because I think Baltimore still is, is, is trying to figure out, figure themselves out from a defensive perspective. Um, and Detroit may wind up getting some points here. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at something like, uh, 30, 36, 38, uh, to, you know, something like 25 or something like that. Okay. Next up, we have the New Jersey Giants at the Denver Broncos. The Jets. The Jets. Had, yeah, the New, New Jersey, Jersey Jets. Yeah, you said the Giants. Same team, different colors. Both <laughs> terrible. 0-4 as a city. And they don't even, they represent the city, but they don't represent the city, if you know what I mean. In terms of wins and where they play. Uh, the Jets have scored a combined 20 points in two weeks of football, 20 points. So at averaging 10 points a game, six points last week at home. Denver's defense is as good, if not better than New England's Denver is at home. They were able to cover on the road week one against the giants. This is my strongest best bet. Honestly, this is going to be on my parlay this week. If you bet with me on anything, bet this Denver game, Denver should roll the jets. This rookie quarterback has not figured it out. Even if it's not Zach uh, Wilson's fault, he's not playing well. The team's not playing well around him. So I would call it a lack of resources. He's digging a trench with his hands right now, and no one's there to help him. Denver's going to roll him. They're they're laying 10 points. I think they could legitimately beat them by 15 or 16. Maybe they might let up at the end if they're up by a bunch and the Jets could backdoor cover, but I would take Denver, and I would take the over. The over-under on this is 41. I would take Denver in the over. I think they're going to score as many points as they can, and they're going to really try to get that running game going and run out that clock. Give me Denver. I'll take Denver as well, but I will take the under on this one. Um, Denver's uh, Denver's defense is really, really good um, and has played really, really well in those in the first two games, the first two games of the season thus far. Um, and the Jets' offense has not shown the ability to uh, really you know, contain any kind of major, um, major runs, major action uh, in, in either of their games. Um, same, same situation as I've mentioned with Detroit. Um, they're not able to play full uh, 60 minutes of football uh, mistake free. There will be mistakes made in this game. Uh, Zach Wilson already has, I think, five interceptions. I know he had four and four in the game against uh, New I think England. two weeks. He's averaging yeah, two and so- a half picks a week. Yeah, yeah. So you you don't. You, that's just not the end of the work. year. I think he'll have thirty eight at this rate. <laughs> that's just not going to work in the NFL. Uh, it's not going to work anywhere, honestly. Um, and expect Denver and um, and their coaching staff to be able to come up with some of the similar uh, concepts that uh, baffled Zach Young, Zach Wilson in, uh, in against New England last week. Um, but I'll take the under here. Teddy Bridgewater tends to play play games. A little bit, a little bit lower, uh, lower scoring, and uh, and I don't think, don't think they need to score. They need to score a bunch of points in order to get this, get this, get this, get this game running. So, you're taking the over. I'm taking the under, but we're both taking Denver. And next up, we got Miami at Las Vegas. Las Vegas has proved pretty unbeatable the first two weeks of the season. They are only favored by four points, so they only have to beat Miami by five. I really think they can do that. I don't know if Tua is going to play. I know they're a little banged up. Miles Gaskin has been an improvement. Mike Gusecki, their tight end for Miami, has been kind of disappointing. Darren Waller is living up to what he's supposed to do. Josh Jacobs is not going to play, but then uh, Las Vegas had people to fill in last week behind him pretty well. Their defensive pass rush has really been going, and they can cover all right on the back end. So I'm going to take Las Vegas here at home. I'll lay those four points, and the over-under is 50, so I'm definitely going to be going towards that under. Miami is averaging uh, on an offensive perspective. Miami Miami is averaging three point nine yards per play while giving up five point three yards per play on defense. This is not a good defense right now. They have not been playing well against the two teams that they've played against, and one of those teams was a New England team. They only scored seventeen points against them, so, uh, sixteen points against them. Um, and so, you know, I think a lot of the numbers trending in Miami are skewed because of the thirty-five point loss to the Buffalo Bills last week. Um, and, but you just don't know what this team is going to be, and especially don't know what this team is going to be with Tua out. Um, so expect Las Vegas to roll and continue rolling to get to 3-0. and 
um, which is something that they're going to need in order to keep pace with the Kansas City Chiefs and the other teams in that division. Um, so give it, give me the, give me the Vegas Raiders as well, and I will play the under here because it's the over under is fifty. I just don't see where Miami's you know, bring bring putting points to bring that uh, to bring that score up that far. Next up, we got Tampa Bay at the Las Vegas, the Las Vegas at the LA Rams, the real LA team here. And I, uh, the over under on this is 55 and a half. Malik, does that not seem ridiculous to you? That seems very, very high, especially given that these two teams are, are supposedly one of two of the better defenses in the NFL. They're, they're two top 10 defenses from last yeah. season to this season. Yeah, supposedly. And the Rams are, yeah. And now but Vegas Tom doesn't Brady's seem to care. Vegas. QB. Yeah, Vegas seems to think that the offenses are just going to beat the brakes off the defense yeah, on both defenses here. Makes no sense to me. The Rams are favored or given one and a half, so basically they could win by one and not cover, which I find highly unlikely. Um, Tampa Bay has the advantage at, at tight end, but just coming out, Antonio Brown has entered the COVID protocol because he is not vaccinated, so he's definitely going to miss this week, and he may miss at least the next three weeks. So the Rams have a little bit of an advantage there, and they may be able to double um, Mike Evans the entire time. So we actually might hear from Scotty Miller because Tampa Bay is going to go who you to whoever you don't try to take away. They're not going to try to force the ball to one guy. They will have to test Devin uh, Jalen Ramsey, but their defense I think will keep them in it. I think the safest bet here is taking the under because fifty-five and a half is a joke. I do not get that, but I'm going to lead towards the Rams because they have the better run defense and a slightly better pass defense. Antoine Winfield Jr. is pretty serious. They're back playing safety for Tampa, but I just have a little bit more faith in their overall offense, especially with everyone being healthy. So give me the Rams, and I think they can win by a field goal here. 13-10, exciting game. <laughs> I'll go Rams in the under as well. Uh there was a lot. There was a lot of talk early on in the in the when the, the NFL schedule came out, asking whether or not the Tampa Bay Bucks could go seventeen and zero and win every game this season. No way. I think, I think when people were looking at that, this was the game where people were saying this is probably the most. Um, this is probably the the one game where they could honestly see a a victory uh, for the other side, uh, which is which is why you're seeing a point spread of one and a half uh, towards the Rams. Look, this is saying that in a neutral field. Uh, Tampa Bay would be two point favorites because you're all because you oh you're supposed to get uh, well they would be one and a half point favorites because you're supposed to get three for your for for being at home. Correct. So the spread is the spread is telling you that Tampa Bay is better than the Rams, but just by just by a, a hair. Um, so give the home um, I give the home um, at home field advantage here. Uh, SoFi Stadium is a beautiful stadium. I cannot wait to get to that stadium to watch to watch a, a game there, um, and. Yeah, I would I would definitely take the Rams to, to cover. Uh, I think you're right. I think a field goal game is what we're seeing here. That's where the Super Bowl is going to be this season. So this yep. could be a preview of the NFC Championship. Yep. Yep. Especially I, and if the Rams win. Yeah, I think that's I think you're right. I think that that's that's the thing that they're playing for. This is a game that they that they're definitely going to play for because, you know, it could very well end up with these two teams having the having the same exact same record at the end of the year and this game being the deciding factor. So, yeah, I All agree. Right. Next up, we have Seattle at Minnesota. Seattle has to win this game by one and a half points. The over-under here is 55 and a half. Being as Seattle's defense performed last week, they weren't at home, right? They were in Tennessee? Yeah. No, no, they were home. Well, they were home and they dropped their mm -hmm. game. Wow, yeah. that's disappointing. Um, they just kind of didn't get it together in the second half. I think Seattle's going to win this game. They realize how up and down this has kind of been. Their defense needs to step up. Their linebackers are pretty good, but their defensive line is just not there yet. They're just not there. Minnesota's defense is kind of disappointing overall, but I believe in the better QB here. And when the defenses are matched up, I'm going to go with the QB, and then I'm going to go to the skill positions. And Seattle has the advantage at both of those. So two out of three ain't bad. So give me Seattle as my was it fourth or fifth lock of the week. This will be your fifth. Give me Seattle as my fifth lock of the week. And this is the last afternoon game. And if not for the – not for the Tampa Bay LA Rams game. This would probably be the one game that I'm looking forward to watching the most this week. See if yeah. Kirk Cousins can live down to his name and his contract. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, this is one of those games. This is one of those where, one of those situations where you're you love having uh, NFL Sunday ticket, but you also hate it because you don't know which one to pick. And I'm probably going to be blacked out on one of these games. One of these games is probably going to be the game of the week uh, on Tampa, Fox. LA. Yeah, so one of these games is going to be actually. You know what? Maybe not because the Jets and Denver are the four o'clock game. So oh, might get um, I might I might wind up getting blacked out of that game and actually getting 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 uh being able to watch the LA um the LA game um live. But anyway, um this is a game I absolutely do want to see as well. Um I think this is you're right. Uh I think that I think the line is is relatively low here. Um Seattle's Seattle needs to get this win. And this over-under here at 55 tells me that tells me that Vegas doesn't think either either defense is going to come to show up here. So this is really talking about what offense is going to play above their board and do what they're supposed to do. And if you if you can trust any offense, you trust the offense that has that has uh Sierra's husband uh running, running, running things. I don't even call him Russ anymore. He's just Sierra's husband because she's awesome. Um, so the one that has Sierra's husband running things is the one that that you should trust and that you should roll with. And they're giving and and it's it's a one and a half point spread. It's a relatively slow low, low spread here. Again, same thing. Uh Vegas thinks that these the Seattle Seahawks are better and they're giving one and they're they're you know cutting into the three point uh, home home field advantage that Minnesota is getting. So um, yeah, take, take Seattle and uh, I will take the under here. Cause I think 55 and a half is just way too much to way too much to delay. Now hop on this early folks, because I do expect this line to go up to as much as uh, three, four and a half points. Cause I think a lot of people are going to be banned on Seattle on this one. Yeah. The sharps are definitely on this one, I believe. Oh yeah. Um, Malik, did you hear about the what's that sixteen team parlay card where the guy just needed the the lines the line, to win out, the right? lines win out. I, 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 and I was I, like, yeah, that ain't gonna happen. No, <laughs> I don't know what the hell he was thinking. I don't know. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. I, that, that's the that's the, the one I have fifteen games. So yeah, yeah, that's the that's the one I would have if if he would have bet Green Bay, even if that meant he would have he would have won a little less money Nine, because he was betting the favorite thousand dollars on a twenty five dollar bet. Yeah, so even if that to me, I I would have slept really easy. If I had bet Green Bay, you would. I matter of fact, matter of fact, I th- matter of fact, I would have slept. I would have slept easily either way. I, I hope he slept really easily either way he went because he he should have known that he wasn't winning that game. <laughs> he was. He, 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 if you picked Detroit, you know that was the oh, one you picked, and you, where you just honestly didn't believe you were gonna. You, you're like, ah, oh, well, that that one's a loss. That one's definitely not gonna. Seriously. You know, you need to trust Detroit to be to Detroit to help you out. And I'm a Lions. This is coming from a Lions fan. If you need to trust Detroit to help you out in order to win, in order to win you 750 grand. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Um, you know, buy Chevy. If you're at a casino or if you're putting in on one of these online books, a 16 team parlay, all NFL, you're doing too much. Mm-hmm. That is literal uh-huh. definition was a, of doing. I mean, much. I don't care it was, if it's a free bet or not. It was a free twenty five dollar bet. So I, I, I get it. I get it. Down. I get it. It was a free $25 bet. I get it. Make, you know, just, they did just, pay just him out 133000 though. Yeah. Yeah. So. How, that was very nice of them to do. I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it. He wouldn't have got nothing. <laughs> just to teach him a lesson. <laughs> just to teach him a lesson. Don't bet Detroit. Like, don't wow. do that. Don't do that. That's not right. All right, folks. That is it for this week. We're going to do shout outs. I'm going to go first. Shout out to me for showing up this week, even though I'm exhausted. Uh, shout out to my UB Bulls for covering against Coastal Carolina. I believed in y'all, even though I didn't get a chance to bet you. I know you're going to roll this week against Old Dominion. I will get into that much later on the message boards. And uh, shout out to Ben Simmons for demanding a trade for a team that no longer wants you to play for them either. That is the most unhappy marriage in the NBA. And I find it hilarious for someone who's on strike from shooting. Who's like, yeah, I'm not coming to camp. He's like, yeah, good. Stay home, please. <laughs> and, get we get to, and we get to find you at that. Yeah, don't uh, don't don't run, jog around the block. Stay healthy. Keep those knees limber. Don't injure your foot like you did before. Let's take it super easy, super light. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just 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 fall back. You know, it is what it is. And I'm looking forward to the next season of uh, Married at First Sight. This is very interesting. I'm starting to get into the Houston show. And uh, here for all that drama, man. I'm just here for it. So y'all can hit me up on Twitter at Uptown Parlay Podcast. Listen on TuneIn, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, wherever you can find us. And Malik, go with your shout outs. Yeah, so two quick shout outs this week. Um, shout out to the New York Yankees. Uh, look, we're at, we're at the end of the baseball season and the Yankees have 
uh, played themselves into a position where they can get uh, into the playoffs. They can get a wild card berth. Uh, they have three games. They have, they're, they're, they just they just finished sweeping the Texas Rangers, and now they have three games coming up after an off night tomorrow on Thursday. They have three games coming up against the Boston Red Sox in Boston, and then against the Tampa, um, the Toronto Blue Jays in Toronto before they come home for the final three game three game set against the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm pulling for my Yankees to get it, to get into the playoffs, uh, make this thing interesting because, as I've mentioned before, when the Yankees aren't in the playoffs, the baseball playoffs just don't mean anything to me. Um, as much as I love baseball, I need to have my Yankees in there. Um, so go Yankees. And uh, second second uh, shout out is to Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, you know, at this point, yeah, Derek, you're already better than your brother. I mean, you've been better than your brother for a while, wow. but you're already you're already better than your brother. Um, you 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 know, you know played yourself back into uh, you know the respectability of the league. Um, this was a this was an experiment that a lot of people did not believe would work. Um, and I, what I mean by that is the experiment of Derek Carr, the combination of Derek Carr, John Gruden, and the general manager uh, whose name whose name escapes me at this point. Oh, the guy that came from um, NFL Network, Mike Mayock. Um, Mike Mayock, yes. Um, this people, many people did not believe this was going to work, and uh, you know the I'm jury's still out, people. right? The jury's still out. Obviously, it's only two games into the into the the third season, I believe, of uh, of this uh, this trio. Mm-hmm. Um, so the jury's still out. It's not to say that they're going to win the Super Bowl or anything like that, but to have two weeks where you know you were clearly the underdog in both situations to come out with victories against Baltimore and Pittsburgh, uh, you're off to a really good start. Um, and, and we'll, we'll like, I'm interested to see where this team ends up in uh, at the end of the season. And then, um, you know, be on the lookout because the draft next year's draft is in Las Vegas. I uh, can't wait. Uh, I will be there. Uh, Ace, I hope you'll be there with me. Um, I'll be there. I'll be there at the table. Exactly. <laughs> I'll be there at the poker table running 72 hours straight, baby. And then last but not least, I know I said two, but I'm going to lay one last final shout out. Shout out to Anthony, who did not show up because Zach Wilson, he, he's at Zach Wilson's house teaching him how to catch pass, teaching him how to throw, throw passes to him. Um, Zach Wilson didn't show up last week. Anthony doesn't show up this week. It's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty self-explanatory as to what happened. I think not. <laughs> we'll have Anthony put in his bet so he can, he can uh, stay up with us. Um, and I, and but, I did uh, yeah. lead the league this week again, going nine and seven. Yes, you did go nine and seven. I went eight and eight, and Anthony went six and ten uh, this week. So it, it's uh, two two down weeks in a row for Ant. We'll have him put in his put in his bets uh, with us so he can keep pace, uh, and we'll be reporting on how everybody is, how everybody else did next week. Hope you guys have a good uh, good week, good football watching week, good fantasy week, and uh, until next time, peace out. Peace.